What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Meet Kevin Report, where I report news that makes you money with coffee. Today, we'll be talking about the credit card that backstabbed me, the four best alternative cashback credit cards, the massive settlement, the stock segment, where I share some of my portfolio with you, and we'll be talking about Whirlpool, Chipotle, and Starbucks. Of course, don't forget that Wedge 100 has an expiration date of July 31st for 20% off the amazing interactive real estate courses listed below. Folks, today I'm actually a little sad. My favorite credit card ever backstabbed me and I want to share that experience with you so that you also can prevent losing money to this deceitful credit card. But look, just saying that the credit card backstabbed me wouldn't do it justice because we go back 399 emails. After all, we started our relationship October 7th of 2016 and I really had a special place in my wallet for this credit card. I mean, every time I would buy something, I would get 2% back, which was amazing. Anytime I needed a little bit of an advance from the card, I was only charged 1.99% interest. I mean, we had a solid, solid thing going. Our relationship grew so strong that on the very day, April 7th, 2017, of our six month anniversary, we had a baby. That is my first love, which we'll unveil here shortly, gave birth to my second love. I mean, I was on cloud nine. We had an amazing relationship with now over $47,500 of a trust limit. I mean, we were really just hitting things off. Unfortunately, things grew a little bit tenuous and we started having some problems in our relationship when uh, people started charging us unauthorized purchases or they wouldn't do what they said they were going to do. And so uh, we had this agreement, you know, like purchase protection. So that way, if I didn't get what I expected, uh, they, they would be on my side. Yet you sent me a letter. You didn't even call me. You sent me a letter. And in your letter, you said... We have no recourse with the merchant for this type of disputes. Why did you pluralize disputes? The tense of the sentence has to match the subject. And why are there two spaces after the period? And then I started getting a little bit resentful, but I still had faith. I still had faith in you until you filed. You filed to remove from our relationship almost all of the credit card benefits I've come to know and love. (laughs) Holy folks. Okay, so everything that I just told you is 100% true. And while I go ahead and unveil this card here, uh, I want you to know that uh, we actually did have two accounts. uh, And uh, yeah, the dispute process, everything, we got denied, uh, the dates, the limits, everything is uh, actually completely real. So hopefully you enjoyed that scenario, (laughs) the way I explained that. But uh, time for the unveiling. So this is it. This is the card that uh, screwed me. The city double cash card. All of the removal of all of those benefits, also true. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. The city double cash card is no longer the best cashback rewards card, in my opinion. It used to be. I had a lot of cashback uh, rewards accumulated. I think I had over almost 4,000 cashback points that I was able to redeem, and I've already redeemed those now for statement credits because I think I'm done using the card. I'm going to talk about my alternative choices now, but I really like this card. 
Uh, having 2% cash back was easy. Uh, it was my fill-in card for anything I didn't have better categories on. And I mean, based on my story, you could actually see that I kind of got double screwed because not only are they taking those benefits away, but they're not helping us as much as in my opinion they should on some of these disputes. Might have to take them to arbitration, but I'm not that much of a fighter. Like I don't like doing that kind of stuff. So instead, I think I'm just gonna make this video and uh, tell you about the new relationships that I'm starting and the best new cashback credit cards that you should also apply for. Here are my top four recommendations for alternative cashback rewards credit cards. Number one, the Fidelity Cashback Credit Card. Now, while the Fidelity Cashback Credit Card doesn't give you the traditional 2% cashback, it does give you 2% cashback as long as you take that cash and deposit it into your investment accounts. Those could be your Roth IRA, your traditional IRA, or other investment accounts that you have with Fidelity. So it's kind of like forcing you to invest in stocks while also getting 2% back on your money. This is very, very different from the stash debit card, which I exposed a couple of weeks ago for, in my opinion, being a complete ripoff, where instead of getting 2% back towards your investments, you were getting 0.125% back. That's like 12.5 cents on a $100 purchase. So that stash debit card was garbage. You could see that video up here about the Fidelity cashback card where you're getting 2% back. This card has no fee and has my favorite, a 90-day purchase protection. As usual, the 90-day purchase protection has a limit of $500 per item that gets damaged, lost, or stolen, up to a $50,000 thousand dollar maximum per account. However, the Fidelity has a little bit of a weird definition of damage. They define damage as vandalism, theft, or like some freak water or fire incidents. They don't really indicate that if you just drop it or there's like random damage that they'll cover you. I didn't really like that verbiage. I felt like there was a little bit of a loophole here that I did not like. Now, obviously it comes with the standard fraud protection and it will double warranties that you have up to one year. So if you have a six month warranty on something from the manufacturer, Fidelity will double that to one year, which is awesome. Likewise, if you have a one year warranty on something, they will double that to a maximum of one additional year of warranty coverage. I do like that a lot. Now, if you rent a car using the Fidelity cashback card, you will get some protections, but this is actually a secondary insurance. So they'll probably make you go through your car insurance first, which could be a little bit of a hassle and a little bit more complicated. This is in contrast to something like the Chase Sapphire Reserve, that really awesome travel credit card. They provide you primary protection for any kind of auto rental damage. But I wouldn't be using the Fidelity card for travel anyway. I would be using this on my normal everyday purchases like advertising for real estate or business expenses where I'm otherwise not getting more than 2% cash back. Now, the second credit card I'd consider is the 2% PayPal cashback card. This is actually going to be the traditional cashback where you can offset it with a statement credit. That is, you spend $100, you can get $2 off your statement. I like that. It's simpler. You're not being forced into any kind of weird point structure or an investment account. Although I really do like having money automatically go into your investment account, which is what Fidelity offers. That is cool. But this is going to be your more traditional 2% back. And PayPal's really nicely stepping 
stepping in and filling the void of the City Double Cash Card here. Now, PayPal offers some really cool MasterCard benefits like that 90-day purchase protection and, of course, your standard fraud protection, similar sort of secondary auto insurance coverage. Overall, great card though, and I don't see that kind of damage loophole in the purchase protection that the Fidelity card seemed to have. It looks like they also take it one step further and provide you identity theft protection services. I'm not sure if the other cards do as well, but that does seem to be another benefit here. Number three, the Chase Freedom Unlimited card. Don't confuse this with the regular Chase Freedom card, which gives you 5% off in revolving categories. This card will give you one and a half percent back on all purchases. And as a bonus for the first year that you have the card, they'll give you 3% back on up to $20,000 in expenses. That's like an extra $300 if you spend the entire $20,000. Now just make sure, don't actually just go spend an extra 20 grand that you're not otherwise spending just to get 3% cash back, okay? That's, that's not how cash back credit cards are supposed to work. Certain YouTubers will be very offended if you spend money on credit cards that you're not otherwise already spending. Now this card does have zero fee. It's got that excellent purchase protection just like PayPal has with the 90 day and doesn't have that loophole verbiage and purchase protection. And overall, I really like this card because I'm going to combine this Chase Freedom Unlimited card with my Chase Sapphire reserve travel benefits because I travel a lot. And because I travel a lot, I'll actually be able to redeem this 1.5% back for 2.25% back towards travel, which makes it slightly better than the Fidelity and PayPal card, plus the fact that you're getting 3% back that first year. Now, in case you're wondering where I travel, make sure to check the link below so you can see that I will actually be hosting real estate crash courses in Seattle, Austin, San Francisco, Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll be going to Nashville and a few other destinations. Check the link down below and you'll see that crash course event. It is an entire one day in-person event with me. The next one is Seattle in August. I would really love to see you there. And keep in mind, it's not one of those seminars that's trying to upsell you. It's literally just trying to teach you in a crash course format everything I can tell you about real estate in one day. So anyway, because I think that the Chase Freedom Unlimited card is going to sort of become my daily driver, I actually applied for the credit card. I did have to call in Chase to verify my identity before I got approved. And on the phone, they mentioned that I was approved for $20,400 for a credit limit. When I logged into my Chase account, I saw that, yes, indeed, there it was already. It was amazing how fast I went from approved to here it is in your account. I don't even have the card yet. This just happened today. Now, number four, I'm just gonna mention the Capital One Spark card. This is a business credit card that gives you 2% back. I'm not gonna go crazy into detail in this one because it does have a $95 annual fee and I'm not a big fan of annual fees on credit cards with the exception of the Chase Sapphire Reserve where the benefits way outweigh the costs. Now, some people have mentioned that you can call Capital One and mention that you're leaving the city double cash and they might actually consider waiving that $95 fee for you. So it'd be a good phone call to make. 
but because I'm sticking with the Chase Unlimited, it's not for me. Now, there are a ton of other amazing credit cards that obviously didn't make it into this. I know there's the Discover, which has the revolving uh, categories, which give you 5% off. There's the Bank of America card that gives you those revolving categories. The Costco card has some perks to it. And then of course, there's the whole American Express suite, like the American Express Blue or the Platinum cards. Now for me, I've stuck with the Chase platform. With American Express, it's a little bit more complicated because they have this complicated point structure set up. Maybe I haven't put in the effort to understand how their point structure works, but I will reference this person on Reddit put together an amazing comparison of using the American Express suite of cards versus the Chase suite of cards, and you could really compare which would be better for your situation. Shout out to this person on Reddit. The link will be below for that calculation. And look, maybe I'm just too skeptical. I just think when things are too complicated, I end up getting screwed, and I don't like that. It's kind of like having an all-in-one printer and you can't get individual parts to function, so I just don't own all-in-ones anymore. I have separate printers and separate scanners. Although, who prints anymore these days anyway? In other news, Equifax has settled for a data breach for $700 million. This could lead to up to $25 per hour in redemption to people who had their identities stolen during their data breach. But there's a silver lining in all of this. I highly, highly recommend if you have not yet done so, freeze your credit. It's extremely easy to do. In a lot of states, the fees have actually been waived for this. I've had my credit frozen for, I don't know, at least five or six years now, back when you still had to pay a fee to do it. I was freezing my credit. In fact, when I went to apply for that Chase Freedom Unlimited card, you could see here how I went onto Experian because I assumed they were going to run my credit through Experian and I unfroze my credit and then applied for the credit card. Unfreezing my credit took less than two minutes and it's a really good way to prevent your identity from getting stolen. Now let's talk stocks. First up, we're gonna talk Chipotle. Chipotle's stock is up 3.37% after hours as it beat expectations. But I don't know if I'm a big fan of Chipotle, at least not myself. I used to be, I was really excited, just along with the rest of the community that was super stoked about Chipotle's mobile delivery platform. Your food would always come warm because everything was wrapped and bundled so tightly together. Their app and rewards program was actually very easy to use and I really liked the company. Except there are two problems that I have with Chipotle. Number one, I think they have had a little bit of a sketchy health history which has led to a very volatile stock and with a price to earnings ratio of over 120, I'm not super excited about investing in Chipotle to be on a volatile ride. They also don't have a dividend, which isn't that big of a deal for a growth company, but it is something that I considered. But honestly, what probably bothered me much more than that was this. I went to Chipotle a few weeks ago and I looked at all the meats they had and I saw they were pretty much at the bottom of the buckets. So I thought to myself, uh, hey, you know, why don't I ask and see if they have some fresh steak or any kind of meat? So I said, hey, do you have any fresh meat coming out? Oh yeah, 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 we just cooked up some new steak. We'll go ahead and uh, cut that up really quick and we'll put that fresh steak on your burrito. And I got excited by that. I just worked out and I thought, you know what? Go ahead and double up on that steak. I'm super excited about fresh 
steak. So I wait for about two or three minutes. They help a bunch of other customers. Then they come out with a fresh steak. They drop it next to my burrito on this foil. I'm like, this is awesome. They scoop it over. Perfect, burrito looked great. Well then, one of the workers is like, awesome. They slide the burrito over and this other person grabs it, grabs a spoon, reaches into the steak bin and puts some of the old steak on top of the new steak. And I'm like, ah, what did I just wait for? It's like you soiled it now. Now, me being me, I didn't complain. I didn't say anything. I didn't want to cause a fuss. So I took the burrito and I ate it. And that was the last burrito I've ever had at Chipotle, which I had like three or four burritos at Chipotle a week up until that burrito because of the very long and uncomfortable amount of time I spent in the bathroom a few hours after that burrito got digested. In other words, I really hate the fact that their meat sits around for so long. I think the fact that it sits next to the lettuce and the spinach or the fajita vegetables is a terrible mistake. It's always going to ask for health problems and having seen the volatility in their stock over the last few years and seeing what happened there, it's not a stock that I believe in, especially at the price that it's currently trading for. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm overkilling this, but I'm not interested. Sorry, Chipotle, you lost my business. Now, a company that I actually prefer is Starbucks. I bought about $6,800 worth of Starbucks shares a few months ago. Those are now worth almost $11,000. So that stock's doing well. I actually wish I bought more. I like their consistent growth. Their royalty program is insane. It's got over 16 million users. And their price to earnings ratio, in my opinion, is very reasonable. It's just slightly more expensive than the S&P 500 average at just under 27. Now, I wouldn't buy any more right now because I personally feel like they're slightly expensive. I think I'd be a little bit more inclined to jump onto the Target bandwagon, which Target also offers a 3% dividend yield, and I'm a big fan of Target's ability to compete against Amazon. Last, I want to touch on Whirlpool. Whirlpool also beat expectations yesterday, and I'm overall excited about Whirlpool as a company. They're surviving through this insane trade battle, and they're doing very well. Also, any of the Whirlpool appliances I've ever used have overall had a very consistent quality. I have had some of the cheaper Whirlpool stoves go out on me, but I personally like working with companies where I know they take care of their product and they usually don't have long-term issues. Whirlpool also supplies all of the appliances for IKEA under their disguised Swedish names, which is really fascinating, but in my opinion is also really big testament to the Whirlpool brand, and a lot of people don't know that fact. So Whirlpool is definitely a company I'm interested in doing some more research on. And folks, there you have today's Meet Kevin Report. Make sure to check the link below for the real estate investing course and separately the real estate agent course, where you can get 20% off using Wedge 100. We just had a one hour live stream in today's real estate investing course, and it was amazing. We spent a lot of time looking at wedge deals and helping people understand whether they were looking at good deals or bad deals. And I'll tell you, Kevin saying no to your deal is worth a whole lot more than you're paying for the course, because the last thing you want to do is make a mistake buying real estate. Folks, again, thank you so much. I will be in Seattle next. Make sure to see me there. Follow me on Instagram. Send me your story ideas, stock opinions, real estate opinions. Feel free to leave comments down below as well. I read all of my messages. I try to respond to absolutely every message I get, and I look forward to seeing you in the next Meet Kevin Report. Thanks so much for watching. Thank you.